Set in the mood, guys. Come on. <laughs> I'll take the Zuppa di Italiano <laughs> and a water. You guys have coffee? With lemon. <laughs> yeah. Bottle yeah. of lemon, please. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I've got a little bit of news from Diana Rossini, so not to derail this Italian conversation, oh. but Jim Harbaugh is still in Los Angeles after a long day of meetings yesterday. He could still be meeting with the Falcons at some point this week if he decides to take the trip. Michigan is in wait-and-see mode. This is, you don't let him out of the building without signing the deal, right? The, the, I believe it's John Calipari. Doc Rivers was telling the story about John Calipari, that they had a free agent come to visit. I forget where, where he was, but... Doc was uh, a head coach somewhere, and they brought in the premier free agent of the of the season. And they had a great meeting. The guy's like, that sounds great. I'm, I'm in. We're going to do that. I got one more trip to take. I want to go meet with these guys, but this, this is where I want to be. And he calls John Calipari. Doc does. He goes, hey, I, I wish I could remember the player. We got player X. And he, and he goes, he signed? And he goes, no. But he said, he goes, you lost him. He goes, if they leave, they're not coming back. Oof. You have to get them to sign, and that's what this Harbaugh thing feels like. If you let him take a meeting with the Falcons, you you, you don't have him. You probably won't have him. You better that's get him to sign that I before they leave. Can I tell you something funny? And just that, is that any different than sales 101, right? No, of course right? not. It's the exact so same the, thing. You have the PO in your hand? Yep. Hey, I really think we're going to you know, we're uh-huh. gonna do something with you. Call me on Monday. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. That's probably not going to happen. How about I come over there right now and we sign it? How about I email you the form right now and you sign it and send it back? Well, we we were saying yesterday that they can't they can't screw it up. Who knows? Maybe maybe there's a little. They can't hire the wrong guy if they hire out of that pool of four guys. They can screw it up because they could just have the the worst energy in the place, and yeah. even Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll couldn't turn it around. But at that point, you put it to you this way: the Chargers. You could say, yeah, Brandon Staley just sucked. Anthony mm-hmm. Lynn wasn't the right guy at the right time. You, you can make that, whether it's true or not, who knows, but you can make the case. No one's going to say, you know what, Mike Vrabel just wasn't a very good coach. Jim Harbaugh didn't know what he was doing. Nobody's saying that. Those guys have, have made their bones in this league. It's not going to change. It's it's the Chargers. Yeah, so if Jim Harbaugh doesn't get it done and he is the Chargers head coach, it's the Chargers' fault and not Jim Harbaugh. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I would agree. I would agree. He's won every like that guy. I wish he were just even one percent likable. You know what I mean? Because he's just he's and and he doesn't care, which I guess is is admirable in one way. But USD is not a football school. He won games there. Stanford was terrible for years. They win right away. He goes to the Niners, who were bad. They were at a low point in their team history. He fixes it right away. They go to Michigan. They go to the CFP three years in a row. He wins a national championship. He knows what he's doing. That's why I'm a little surprised that even even teams that were in the playoffs, that there wasn't more job openings opening up. Let me just give an example. Sean McDermott or Mike McCarthy. That's the best example, man. Just the teams that you think they got a roster, they're good, um, they were just in the playoffs – but something unexpected happened. We didn't know that these coaches were going to be available. Four of them. Four of them. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, Four of and, them. And that's just, that's just two examples, right? But I'm sure there are... Isn't McCarthy the perfect one, though? I'm glad you mentioned him. And McDermott... McDermott's not a bad choice either, but McCarthy... Earlier in the season, there was some noise about McDermott. Because of but, the thing, the story that came out. Yeah, but... the. the they yes. started to win, right? Mm-hmm. And they at least they won a playoff game, and at least they they beat the team they were supposed to beat. I guess they were supposed to beat the Chiefs too. Right. But Mike McCarthy has face planted multiple times right. against teams that he shouldn't lose to. I They've think, got a loaded roster. I think the Bills are different because I think that it's one of those things where something isn't working. We need to change something. We're not changing Josh Allen. So it might be a change of coach, change of scenery for whoever comes Which happens there. a lot in sports. Yeah, but right? it just, where it's not it's not you're not saying that this coach is an awful coach. What you're saying is can another coach take us to another level? But then you got to have the timing right. Is there another coach available at the time that has the timing ever been more right that's if you're looking that, for a head coach that, right that's now? That's why I'm a little surprised that even teams that didn't think they might make a coaching change 
that there hasn't been more chatter around that. Just imagine being the Chargers, being the laughing stock for so long, and you have Jim Harbaugh and Pete Carroll knocking down your door wanting to be your head coach. Be like, we really want this, we really want this. And that Pete Carroll was trying to make a last-second push. Imagine being the Chargers and being finally in control of their destiny and not imagine them like Even the Chargers, I don't think, can mess it up. They're going to hire one of those guys. Whether it works or not is the next step. I want to be a fly on the wall, though, for this interview. It's just like, all right, Jim, uh, what would you add to the char- to the Chargers? It's the other way around, right? Yeah, right Isn't exactly. Jim Harbaugh interviewing them like, hey, this is what I need. Well, this is what I want it's you not, to it, give it, me. And it's not even this is what I need. I'll come in here. This is what it's going to look like. And there should be no – on the other side, it's like, hey, we understand. Yeah, We're yeah. going to do everything we can to uh, support you. And, and, you know, even if your ownership of the Chargers – this would be one of the first times where, even if it didn't work out, let's just say that Harbaugh's had success everywhere he's gone. Let's say he came to the Chargers and he didn't have success. That's not on ownership. Like, this could be one of the few times that they can kind of back away and say, we don't look like the idiots. If they go sign, but they go sign, there could be the, but, he made it work everywhere else and he couldn't make it work with you. The, it, it it to, Jim Harbaugh takes the job. He comes in here, he goes, I don't know, eight and nine, four years in a row. Yeah. Is that Jim Harbaugh's fault? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's the Chargers. Because now, if he goes to the next place in their eight and nine, then the conversation is, well, maybe Jim Harbaugh lost it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's like when Kawhi, he everywhere he went, they won championships. He hasn't won one with Clippers, so I don't know. It, it, I think we do know, right? <laughs> that well, yeah, we, 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 we do know because winners win wherever they go until they run into an unmovable loser like the Chargers, which should be on their media guide. Home of the immovable loser. <laughs> I think that would sell a lot of tickets. No matter what we do, you're going to be disappointed. Come on in. I should be in but the marketing department. Cool. Well, it's not their building. Put in a program. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come see personal? us play in the Rams' cool stadium. <laughs> I, I people were hitting me this is when i was going more at it i don't pay that much attention anymore but i remember when they're like yeah you know but the chargers they're building their own training facility out in el segundo and i love when that article came out and and people were trying to sell on look look what the Chargers are doing they're this and then you just read all the fine print yeah they're renting it that's not theirs <laughs> that's not theirs <laughs> That's not theirs, buddy. Well, I mean, that's that's the, what they choose to do. It matches. It, it absolutely matches. Is Giannis LeBron, as far as his ability to manipulate the situation to his desire, to be able to say, I don't like that coach. I don't like that teammate. Change this guy. Change that guy. And we've gone from everybody loves Giannis. Giannis goes through yeah. the Chick-fil-A drive through yeah. and that's funny, and ha, 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 too. You know, Giannis is just as – Cunning and self-serving as the other NBA superstars. Well, the question is, does he have that power and he's flexing it? Of course he does. Absolutely he does. Absolutely he does. And listen, I'm going to I'm gonna go back to something. I've always said this about, I, I, I like when players put ownership, I like when they put that pressure on ownership. There's only a few times where you get players that are like, yeah, I'm kind of calling the shots around here. Doesn't mean it's going to work. We're, uh, I brought the, our topic up from yesterday to John and Michael doing the pregame show. And we were doing the how many players have that power that can say that coach gone, and we are going down the list. John actually thinks the list is a lot longer, and it just shows you the player power. But we got to we got to a team where I said, "There's a team out there that can, nobody can fire their coach. Their player cannot fire their coach." It was Spolstra of the mm-hmm. Miami Heat. I'm like, "Yeah, that can't happen." I think what makes the Bucks situation interesting, I think the Giannis thing that you're talking about, LeBron James. Um, that mixture there, right now it's okay. But your perception and my perception might change a little bit on Giannis. Maybe it already started changing. I think it has. And let's just say they lose this year and they don't win an NBA championship, which is it's very likely. There's good teams in the NBA for them to win it. They already got one. Okay, well, what happens there? Are you going to blame Doc Rivers? Are you going to blame Giannis Tentacumpo? Are you going to blame Dame Lillard? Is ownership – don't you agree that good, good, stable ownership will not allow players to dictate how – they listen. They listen. I but think ultimately it. they're going to make a decision that's in the best interest of their company. Especially if you have sustained success. You know, And one of the teams that has had sustained success in the NBA over the last – 
and I don't want I want to widen it out like beyond just the last 10 years. Let's go 15 or 20. It's Miami. Mm-hmm. They've had different star players. It was Dwayne Wade and Shaq, mm-hmm. right? It was Dwayne Wade, LeBron and Bosh. Yep. It's Jimmy Butler and Bam. Yep. But it's a good the, example. The Mickey Arison always been there. Sure. Pat Riley has been there for the vast majority of it. And Spolstra's, Spolstra's one of the been there. Tenure they, coaches. They, there's just this. Do they? When LeBron had a need, did they listen? Of course they listened. If Dwayne Wade was frustrated by something, of course they're going to listen. Do they get to make the final decision? No. Do do, do you know? It, it, and I the know Warriors, in, I think, are kind of in that same category. They're definitely in that category. Remember when they traded? Who was it? Uh, uh, why am I forgetting? I'm blanking on his name. They traded a uh, Warriors traded a player. I'm blanking on name. He was the guard. Good, good. Oh, the guy with Curry uh, yeah. from the uh, from Alabama. I know exactly who you you're know talking, talking about. about. Deontay, something. Not Deontay. No, It'll uh, come back to me. I'm forgetting the name as well. But remember when ownership booed? That ownership got booed when they made that trade. They made that trade. They booed, and it was like, "What are the Warriors doing?" Well, the Warriors had a plan, and they didn't care whether Monte Ellis, maybe. That's it. Yeah, Monte That's Ellis. It. They didn't care what your plan was. They had their own plan. The Dodgers might be a good example of this. The Dodgers are a. They're going to do it their way. I mean, and I'm not telling you that players. Not anymore. And, okay, and, and, and <laughs> not this, anymore. <laughs> this is the first time that right. I think it's it's bent where it's. Well, we're gonna let an we're gonna let a player dictate, but I think there's only one player that you were gonna allow that to. A hundred percent. Just like LeBron James was in his time the only player that you'd probably allow to do what you do. Shohei is the Shohei had, literally has it written in that I get to leave if you do something that I don't like to him or to him. That's like it's not just hey dude don't worry we're gonna take care of you it's literally written Rated in his contract that that's that that's the juice and, and that's and that's and he's probably, the only one and that's probably Otani having to deal with an organization that was so opposite it's like hey I have to dot my eyes and I got to cross my t's because I was with an organization I didn't know what the hell was going on Otani is kind of where Giannis was. A year or so ago, right? Everybody likes Otani. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes him. No, we don't know a lot about him. But when you see, okay, I'm going to defer this money with the implication of you're going to go, you're not going to back pocket this and, you know, make more for yourself. You're going to go spend it on Yamamoto. You're going to go mm-hmm. spend it on Glasnow. You're going to spend it on Teoscar Hernandez. You're going to go spend it on James Paxton, who they went and bought the other day. That it's one of these, I have a seat at the table now. And if, and I don't think this is likely to happen, but let's just say that the Dodgers get off to a weird start. Okay. And all of a sudden, they do something super weird. Shohei's going to be involved in that decision. They're not going to make that decision unilaterally. And all of a sudden, it's like, wait, who's actually in charge here? That's what happens when you get the best guy. Well, That's just the way that it goes. The best guy, on top of that, the financial flexibility he gave the Dodgers, he does have skin in the game. Literally. Hey, I, I'm I'm deferring X amount of dollars. Yeah. That's the only way that you were able. But to what go if do it's not a money thing? What, let's say he hates Dave Roberts, mm-hmm. and the Dodgers do not want to fire him, and he walks. I'll tell in, you who wins. Of course, Shohei wins. It's, it's not even close. No. Let's say the opposite. Let's say he loves him, and the Dodgers are like, man, we we got to turn the page on this. I think I know. We've who done wins everything. Too. Of course, Dave Roberts will be the manager of the Dodgers. You think so? Even I, if even though Otani hated his guts. No, 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 no. Otani. Oh, loves Hated him. His guts, okay. He's gone. Okay. Otani loves him. Dave Roberts. He is gets to there. make the call one way or the other. I yeah. think so too. Yeah. I think so too. I think another example though where it might go more poorly, and then we're seeing it now, how you know the team shifts after that person leaves is the Packers. So the Packers were made in Aaron Rodgers' image, and they 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 got guys that were his, his buddies that would fit with him. Yep. They fired Mike McCarthy um, for Aaron Rodgers, and they've done other things like that where they were trying to maximize their Aaron Rodgers time, and he took advantage of that, and then now that he's gone. The Packers are pretty much but, the but, same place but, they have. But look how in. the Packers did it too. You know, they sold at the right time. You sure did. They developed a kid for a couple of years, and there was for and, the and, second time in a row. And think about how how much media that atten- the attention it got. You're drafting who when you already have Aaron Rodgers. They had a plan, Trav. They kind of stuck to the plan, and and when the dust settles. They look like they're a competent organization. They they do. It's the guys that do this for a living should be making the decisions, not the guys that play, 
right? And the pa- the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers when Brett Favre was not ready to go yet. And they said, this is going to work out. They did the same thing with Jordan Love yeah. with Aaron Rodgers. Sometimes the other guy's feelings come second or third or not at all. But think about, but, do it. But think about how many GMs and owners listen too much to the players. <laughs> Most? Right? That, Most? That they're not as confident in their own decisions or they, they, they let the fan noise appease what they're supposed to do. Austin Reeves is a good basketball player. Is he good enough to be the third best player on a championship team? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Slee, help me with something here. Yeah. Because I'm pu- I'm clearly, it's it's me. Yates is in the house. Do, 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 Yates just said something to me that you're like the fourth person to ask me that over the last couple Sorry, of days. So man. it's not you. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. it's clearly you didn't do it. So I'm going to ask you. Yep. Am I putting something out in the universe? Because like Susan and all of my kids. Oh, Susan. Dad, you all right? Yeah. Yates <laughs> comes in here and is like, you all right, Trav? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like I'm. I'm fine. What, what am okay, I putting out I, there? I see your perspective yeah. of where you were coming from. Yeah. And sometimes you rub your like your I rub my face. face yeah. You yeah, know. I do. That's a, I do. And you were like just doing that, and I think the hands were coming up, and it looked like you looked a look, little stressed out there. Yeah. Okay. Like, looked you like you were giving up. Out. I don't know three homers <laughs> in the first four batters. Kind of look. You know that 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 was the vibe I was getting. I, Lance Lynn is out there. <laughs> I don't. I've, <laughs> so I've definitely given up back to backs. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I ever did three. I don't think there so. There was a Lance Lynn element to the look when I walked yep. into the I usually studio. didn't get a chance to give up the third i was gonna say yeah yeah like it, michael comes through the door yesterday i'm sitting on the couch i'm i'm i have my laptop up okay. I'm, I'm believe it or not i'm shopping for something right oh and which i never do and he goes you good i'm like what <laughs> he goes you good i'm like yeah, yeah I'm like, once, once you get more than three of those yeah that's why i'm saying yeah. when you said i'm like i'm clearly doing something just I so didn't you catch know. the vibe. I, okay, good. I'm glad because to me. I don't feel like I'm in a bad mood. Did wear a jacket today, so because it's eight degrees in here. I You're scarred because yeah. of the uh, golf. Yeah, I got a little wet. What's up, Yates? Nothing much. Just got through. Uh, I'm 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 mad about the the Hall of Fame. The Hall the Hall uh, of Fame makes me so rationally can angry. I, can I try to help? Yeah, I don't care about it. It's 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 out of my world in the in the realm. But of, I think both of you guys care about it. Because I don't. You guys say you're upset at it, and you don't. Care. I'll I'll tell you why, and I think you'll understand this. It, it takes up way too much airspace amongst what regular baseball fans care about, and that's my like the average baseball fan. I don't think cares about what happens on a stage at Cooperstown High School in the middle of the summer. They just want the history of the game to be properly reflected. It's not even about the numbers to a lot of people. And you're telling me that an Andrew Jones, the greatest defensive center fielder I've ever seen, and you're telling me that a Gary Sheffield, a guy with 25 homers for six different teams and who was an all-around generational player, like what do we – how does this become the story every year? This is why I'm not a member of BBWAA, flat out. And I, <laughs> well, I was going to ask because you feel – the way you feel, then I feel like you do care. Uh, no, I don't vote. I stay away from this for this reason because I don't want to be involved. I do not want my reputation as a writer of that game to be sullied by mm-hmm. what they choose to do with one museum in freaking We had New York. a 20-second conversation about it off the air, and I was asking you the same thing. You know, I'm seeing the Beltre stuff. I'm seeing all that stuff. And I asked, hey, do you care about this? And you take it from there. Not really because it's – 
there are too many guys that shouldn't be in that are in, so I gave up a long time ago. Exactly. We're, we're all along the yeah, same lines. I, 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 I'm of the opinion, and not, not just the Baseball Hall of Fame, Halls of Fame. Sure. Like Attorneys General. <laughs> halls of Fame. Or Coles to Sack. Right. Coles to Sack. Thank you, Emily. That is right? awesome. <laughs> that Surgeons General. Yeah. Yeah. They should be virtually impossible to get into. Okay. I, that that's my opinion. Right. And the Hall of Fame should be for Hank Aaron and Willie Mays and Ricky Henderson and Bob Gibson right. and Clayton Kershaw and Ichiro and, and those Scully. guys. Right. And not th- not Scott Rowland and Harold Baines. No. Right. So okay. the second we got there, I'm out. I, I'm with you because we're never taking guys out, so I'm out. But I, just if somebody has to answer questions about this, it gets very annoying hmm. because I don't want to do that back and forth. I'm like, look, you know, there's certain guys that are one thing or the other. But the reason why, and I bring up Chef for a reason. He played out here for a while. Beltre played out here, started his career here. Obviously, great. Chef really cares. You talk to Gary, sure. Mm. He's upset about it, and that to me is there's so hard. There's a huge financial component there to is. it as well. Absolutely, there's guys yeah. that would have mo- much bigger money making opportunities yes. as a result of being able to say they're Hall of Famers. Mm. But it sucks when you know a guy who actually has his feelings hurt by the fact that they're you not. Have to, in and Trav, you're talking about marketing wise that hey, I'm, I'm you, Hall of Famer. You show Gary up at a, I'm just using very broad strokes here. Yep, you show up as a card show, and if you're Gary Sheffield, what? 13-time All-Star? Yeah. That's one fee. Nine-time, I think, yeah. Yeah. Gary Sheffield, nine-time All-Star Hall of Famer, that's a different price point. It's true. You just, it's just different. It's very true. And I don't know that Chef cares about it for that reason. And, you know, he's got plenty, but he's a guy that says, hey, man, I was better than these guys. You know what I mean? There's a competitive aspect to this this that a lot of old guys still have. I think I was talking with Greg about this yesterday, that with Sheffield specifically. Every time he came up against my team, it's like, oh, damn. Oh, man, here we go. And, and, right. and that is, that's like a really good litmus test. Every time he came up, you're Did like, you fear him? him? Yeah. Oh, man, really? Scott Rowland came up. I'm, we're all right. Scott, Roll- Scott Rowland struck as much fear in batters as I struck on the field at the freaking LA, ESPN LA All-Star game. He's Scott Rowland. He's a guy. The, the time know? that I, I started hearing the most about this is such BS. This is Scott Rowland. It's, well, it's, it, you it, actually were the one it, that, that it lost. It predates that. He's, a, he's maybe the best example of this Perhaps. but like the ring of honor is a this is what the ring of honor exists for scott Rowland. yeah the ring of honor exists for craig biggio is he incredibly important to the history of the houston astros absolutely if you are an astros fan through the 90s and early 2000s craig biggio should have been your favorite player for good reason he was really really good yep, played three different positions can you tell the history of baseball without craig biggio in a hot minute <laughs> let's go and 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 that that's the test for me. I I would give you that, and I don't. I think Sheffield is just above that, simply because he unseated Robin Yount as a shortstop. People forget that, and the way he played. That is an iconic batting stance. Every single kid in the '90s did that. That <laughs> is what you did if you were playing with your friends. I'm sorry, that has to count for something for me. I leaned back at left hand and tried to be George Brett, but that's, that's not, just me. That's not bad either. That's yeah, just that's me. not bad. Did you go to Cooperstown recently? No, I've been to Cooperstown once. People sleep on Cooperstown. It's a weird place, bro. Like I said, they do that ceremony on a high school stage mm. in the middle of the summer. It's I've never not been. some big thing. It's in, you know, East New York or wherever it is, and it turns it's like this carnival town. They used to have a uh, short season single A squad there, but Cooperstown is a very odd place. They do like uh it's not little league, like the brand of little yes. league, but youth baseball tournaments. They do, they do that also. I would long. imagine you would love to go. Like I that, would. That I, would, I, would be... I don't need to go to the, cere- the induction ceremony no, unless just, there's uh, a personal reason to go, but I would love to see the museum. It's a yeah. very cool museum. That, yeah. that I will give you. And it's got stuff in it that isn't just about the players. It's got a lot of diff- different things about, like, I, you know, and this is weird, I think, for other sports, but for whatever reason, in baseball, it connects to me. The bat that X guy used when he did such and such. The mm. pair of batting gloves he was wearing no, when such cool. and such was happening. That you know, is cool. And are... I like the randomness of it all. And I don't even know if something like this, but, like, Mark the Bird Fidrich's Sports Illustrated cover <laughs> yeah. with Big Bird. Right. I, I, I want to see that. Like it's some, it's a, it's a the, it's the random stuff. Like you can you tell the history without the bird? Yeah, yeah you can. Sure. But is baseball better with the bird? That's Hell cool. yes, absolutely. Hell yeah. yes, I I, I want to hard do, to I get to though. Cooperstown, not an easy place to get. To. No, you pack a pack a lunch. Yeah, right time. for sure. Little breaking NFL news: the Dolphins and Vic Fangio have mutually agreed to part ways. Sources are telling. Uh, I'm assuming this is Schefter, Emily. 
Just uh, telling uh, Fowler. Okay, Fowler. Ter- ter- telling Jeremy Fowler. Mm. Uh, Fang- Fangio now will be the top target for the Eagles to hire as their D.C., and a deal is expected. Miami's allowing Fangio to leave to be closer to his family in Pennsylvania. Mm. Fangio and the Eagles had an interest in working together in 2023, but it did not work out. This time is expected that it will. So the Eagles kind of had a, a, a weird one where they demoted their D.C., put Matt Patricia in charge, yep. which, uh, okay – Cool. Like, are you trying to get worse? Sullied. <laughs> sullied. Clown show. They sullied it, and now here you go. Uh, do you like the Olive Garden? I love the. So I got to run right now, but I, if there. When's what, the last time you, you've and been also, Olive Garden? Yates, it's this specific Olive Garden. No, see, I me sent and him her. TikTok yes, sometimes. I sent her an actual social post about said Olive Garden. Oh. And now that I know that you're going, I kind of want to join. What time are we talking? Right after the oh, show. Right, right after the show. The show. Yeah. I, oh, man. This could work. I'll I'll, I'll connect it. You can al- you can always pop by. We'll, I, that, we'll get it, could a five be, it, it could be a pop by. It <laughs> yeah. could be a pop by. I'll Taste see you guys later. I'll see you guys. Again, he said pop by. Now I want to go to Popeyes. <laughs> There's a Popeyes nearby. That Olive Garden. <laughs> <Even> better. <laughs> <laughs> now I now I really want the Popeyes sandwich. <laughs> Two for one. It could happen. Maybe this Olive Garden will start start the shame spiral, and then eventually maybe we'll get some Popeyes. Emily just hit the bullseye. Unfortunately, <laughs> that is exactly what I am trying to avoid today, and and that she knows that bothers me a great deal. Hot and cold's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hey, and my other physical media fan just left, Clinton Yates. We, we're both big stands of physical media. Go buy your DVDs. Go buy your books. Have them physically there because streamers will take them off either way. But I'm talking about it today. Because have you guys ever walked by one of those like little libraries, like the free libraries in people's neighborhoods? Love them. Yeah, they're super. Looks cute. like a mailbox. They're so cute. Little they mailbox, are cute. Little yeah. tree house take a book, leave a book. Yeah, take a book, yeah. leave yep. a book. Have never. you guys ever taken a book or left a book? I've never. I, I've seen them. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I will stop and I will flip through to see what's in there. Yeah. Um, I've never seen anything that go. Oh, I'd like to read that. But when I see them, I do open the little door and, yeah. and look what's in there. I've never taken anything now. Hundred percent. Um, there was a time where you know I just I. We all have books, and over the years that you just you're not reading. So there's a time where I purged, and I I basically said, all right, well, as great as some of these books are, as great that they were for me, whatever iconic books that I liked personally, a lot of them self motivational, whatever the case is. I'm like, look, I've already read them. Why not just give them to somebody else? I remember this was when I was living in Silver Lake, and I knew exactly the location there. They had a few books there. By the time I was done, it was completely full. And in my own little mind, I was like, all right, let somebody else enjoy them. I think that's the coolest thing. I, I love that how that homes have it. So, yeah. Do you – I, there are – I think it's littlefreelibrary.org or something like that. It was. It's. I think that's the – it's a company. Yeah. It's a nonprofit that I think puts them up. I, I, there are only a very few books that I reread. Like once I, I, once I read them, I move on from – like I'll rewatch a TV show. I'll rewatch yeah. a movie. But – I could count on one hand and not need all my fingers of books that I've read more than once. I'm the same way. It's because of the amount of time you spend yeah. on a book as opposed to a time spent on a movie. Like a movie's two and a half hours. A book is multiple days of reading lately. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm not Here, doing that. Here's what I've done. Maybe I don't go back and I read the entire book, but I'll go back to I'll randomly pick up a book and look at the chapters and say, okay, that might be an interesting chapter. But again, they're not... Well, yours are like, if that's a self-help book, it's a little different, different than it's like complete, reading a it's, novel fiction. yet It's again. completely yeah. different. Um, I wouldn't just open up a random book and say, okay, I'm reading this and it's a... But I'm bringing it up, but not because I love this discussion about the little free libraries, but a house in Sun Valley is trying to do it for Blockbuster. So it's like a little free Blockbuster. Great idea. And you have little DVDs and you can switch them out. Um, and that's an amazing idea, I think. And, you know, again, physical media, if you still have your DVD players or whatever, some things you can't get streaming. And so it's cool to have a little place to it's do that. It's a great Very idea. Yeah. Um, I also Baseball to- cards. <laughs> Hey, you got oh, a 78 Davy Lopes in there? <laughs> Canned foods. Uh, all right, now time for what's cold. Tuna. And now time for what's cold. Fur coats. All right, so. Take beans and leave tuna. <laughs> um, so Joel Embiid, uh, two days ago, I believe, right? Two days ago was when he got 70 Dropped points. to 70, yep. Um, and so at practice uh, yesterday, or was it today, this morning, some in the last 24 hours okay. was seen taking shots with a fur coat on because, you know, he's just that guy. So there's that reason why I'm bringing up fur coats. But also, I'm, you know, chronically online, and it's a, it's a, it's a sickness, but um, there was a thing called, like, Hot Girl Summer, and you had certain things that you wanted to do to be, like, Hot Girl Summer outfit. But then, now for the winter, it's 
mafia wife winter where you just wear big fur coats and big big uh, hats. hats like animal print hats and stuff like that so um, a lot of women are embracing mafia wife winter <laughs> will you be embracing mafia wife winter <laughs> I, I, I no i didn't know it exists until eight seconds ago when you explained it to me what it is i this may come as a surprise to the three of you and everybody that's listening to us right now. I'm not much of a trend follower. What? <laughs> that's not really my. You had a peacoat. I, I do. I do have. It's also 20 years old. <laughs> it's something that I've had for a long time. So no, I, I don't, I'm not going to see something necessarily and go. Yeah, I need to do that because that's the thing. I don't think I'll be doing that as well. What? But I am watching Joel Embiid Amazing. take his free throws in the fur coat. I want to show up to a pickup game in a fur coat and just be like, yeah, it's just, uh, let's, let's, like let's run some fives. Yeah, it is like Joe David. Do you guys ever do this thing? Because this happens to me occasionally where I will see something that is trendy, right? That I had, like, it's, it's, you're starting to see it around all the time. I'm like, I kind of like that, right? And I want to do it, but I can't do it because I don't want to be the guy that's doing the thing that everybody else is doing. Like the Stanley Cup, you don't get, you don't want to get your but Stanley Cup. That's a perfect example. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't actually want, a Stanley Cup, but that's a perfect example. Like if I did, I even if I wanted it, I wouldn't do it because it's the thing that's happening right now. Yeah, so you ever have that? Yeah, of course. Uh, yesterday we're at the store. Brenda and I are walking down the aisles, and then she's like, "Hey, you don't want me to buy you a Stanley Cup?" And I was like, "Wait, what do you know about the Stanley Cup?" She's like, "Food, like the Stanley mug." Not the Stanley right. Cup, a but in Stanley my mind, Cup. I was like, yeah. Wait, what about the Stanley Cup? Not even playoff time yet. Like, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, I've she wants you to walk around with you, yeah. Babe, go through the grocery store holding standings? it over your head. <laughs> I've seen uh, like poor grandmas uh, didn't understand what their grandchildren wanted for Christmas, and so got them like replicas of the Stanley Cup, like the that's NHL awesome. trophy. Yeah, but that's you great. know that's also great. That's great. I I would rather get a replica of the Stanley Cup than a Stanley Cup. I just we could put it on my it's little a hot item. Yeah, it just look. There's Mark Messier's name. You can see it engraved right into the side of the cup. You know what happened? It happened to me with those spinner thingies. Oh, the fidget spinner. Yeah, my little brother and, and his friends and like people. Did you ever pick up uh, Brandy's? And, and I, I mean, they are helpful. And then they gave me one, and I was yeah. like, okay. Cool. You can't put it down. No, you can't. Yeah. That once you pick that thing up, that's a wrap. You're, you're things, spinning that thing yeah. for a solid 15 was, minutes before was, you stop. That was one of those things where you're like, hey, uh, you get it's it, cool. Hold it on your finger and spin it without it falling off see, or try the, to. The one they gave me was the Captain America shield. Perfect. So, dude, it was metal and it was. It's, it's love nice, those things. Right? I love those things. Why is Austin Reeves not as good as I thought he was supposed to be, Slee? We're doing this. We're playing this exercise. He's been wildly inconsistent. Can I tell you too. one thing real quick? Yeah. Who's Hot and Who's Cold is brought to you by NextGen, the official AC heat and plumbing company of SoCal sports fans. Call 833-3-N-E-X-G-E-N or visit nextgenairandplumbing.com. That's why. Carry on. That is why. because <laughs> we didn't do the NextGen read. That's right. Um, we, you and I were talking about this. You know, listen, I, I know there's a lot of noise towards D'Angelo Russell. And first off, let me just point out here. I know it's not that they're stacking up wins or anything like that. Since he's been back in the starting lineup, Lakers aren't losing games because of D'Angelo Russell. I think D'Angelo has been really, really good over these last six games. Does it mean that they've gone five and one? No, it hasn't. But we talk a lot about D'Lo. Austin Reeves has been very inconsistent too. Go look at Austin Reeves' efficiency. Austin Reeves is, and maybe Trav, this says it all. Would you agree coming into the season, Austin Reeves is supposed to be the third of best course. player on your team? Oh, okay. Not yes. Okay. So could I could I tell you what the levels of the third best player on your team for the contenders are? Who would you say is the third best player for the Denver Nuggets? Porter or Gordon? Okay. Or. Right. Could be either one of them. Right. How much better? Like, like KCP, who's the fifth best player on their team, is more of an Austin Reeves comp. Okay. Then, I'll buy then, that. Okay. And, and uh, track where I'm going here. The Boston Celtics, is it Porzingis? Porzingis? Is it Drew Holiday who's a baller? Could it be Derek White on any it given is night? Holiday. Yeah, that's a better answer. Those are really, really good players. Right. Okay, and I'm, I'm just looking at the contenders here. If you keep going down the list, and if I said um, the Minnesota Timberwolves, you got, Gobert. you got Anthony Edwards, you got Carl Anthony Towns. Let's say it's Gobert. That's the defensive player of the year. That's yeah. a guy that impacts games because he can dominate one side. Might be Mike Conley on another night. The point that I'm trying the, to make about is... the Clippers? Is it James Harden? <laughs> it might be James Harden. And, and you know the worst part about it is it could be... There, Paul there George? Can be, there could be a night that it's also Norman Powell drops 25 yeah. for you. That They have that much depth. 
if Austin Reeves is your third best player, I think that when you start looking at the teams that are really truly contending, that are going to be in the mix when the dust settles, I think that's apparent of the Lakers just don't have enough talent to complement what LeBron James and Anthony Davis are, and there's wild inconsistencies from some of these other role players. The, I agree with you on the talent thing. The, the part with Reeves specifically is Austin Reeves can have moments where he is a really high-quality NBA player, especially on the offensive end. Not so much on the defensive end, but it's the it's the wild swings. Like some nights, he'll give you like, yeah, that's more than good enough as your third best guy. Is he as good as Beal as your third best guy? Probably not. And Holiday, probably not. You know, we, we could go down the list of all the teams. You know, is it uh, Tyler Hero in Miami? Probably not. But is it good enough for the Lakers? Sure, because you have two of the ten or fifteen best guys in the whole league. But he's not. He doesn't give you that night after night after night. And I get it that that's what you. That's why he's not a one or a two because the third guy isn't as steady as the two, who's not as steady as. I, I understand all of that, but you're even that fluctuation in the, with with the expected fluctuation and the actual fluctuation. They're different. It's just it, it, there are nights where he's not around much. There are nights where he doesn't impact the game positively. There are nights when he impacts the game negatively. I'll tell you something, too. Usually the third best player, all these guys that we just talked about, they haven't been in the spotlight for one year. Right. They've been in the league five, six, ten years. They've been doing it for a long time. Something that happened this year, and you notice it a lot during some of these national broadcasts, and they're pointing out, Look how this player keeps going after Austin Reeves. Look how they keep screening to make sure Reeves is on the they defensive side. They hunt him side. on the offense. They hunt him on offense. Austin Reeves doesn't have four or five years of experience. Austin Reeves is kind of, okay, wait, so I got to go play 30 minutes running around on the defensive side, and then you still need 17, 18 minutes from me on offense. And and by the way, the other teams are now planning for me yeah. on offense, and they know what my tendencies are, my strengths, my weaknesses. And this is the part that is just life, reality. It, it is an... It all, it's Un also what makes it's an unchangeable factor. He's on the Lakers. So the yeah. pressure that comes along with it, the attention that comes along with it, the spotlight that comes along with it, if you are the third best player on the Lakers, every time you don't play well, it's a much bigger deal than if you're the third best player on the Milwaukee Bucks, you have a bad night. Nobody really talks about it all that much. On yeah. the Lakers, hey, what's wrong with him? And that's never changing. And you don't want it to change. The Lakers are the league. But the pressure that comes along with it, forget it, man. The Bucks' third best player is Chris Middleton. He's he's an all-star, yeah. former all-star. It's, so. it's a very, very different experience. The Dumps coming up next, and then uh, Olive Garden? That's right straight ahead. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Rotolo Chevrolet has won Dealer of the Year 13 years in a row. Think about it. You know anybody that's won a championship 13 years in a row? You know anybody that's won MVP 13 years in a row? No. Rotolo has. 13 years in a row, dealer of the year. And Mike Capozio gets all the credit, right? Mike Capozio's been running the show at Rotolo Chevrolet for a long time now. And it's a simple philosophy, but one that they execute perfectly year after year after year. When you walk onto the lot at Rotolo Chevrolet in Fontana, you're the most important person there. They make you feel like that. They treat you like that. They're honest. They're upfront. They're courteous. And you love what you buy. And you feel good about what you buy. And Mike Capozio makes sure that everybody understands that that works there. That everybody understands that, that they take care of people so they tell their friends and they tell theirs. That's why they're dealer of the year, year after year. So if you've been looking for a Silverado, if you've been looking for a Chevy car or truck, go on out to Rotolo Chevrolet. It's right off the 210 freeway in Fontana, Sierra Avenue exit. You can't miss it. You will not miss it. And tell them that Travis sent you. If you can't get out to the store, go online. All the things I just said, true online as well. R-O-T-O-L-O, R-O-T-O-L-O, RotoloChevrolet.com. Happy birthday to Andy Bernard, perhaps uh, better known as actor Ed Helms, who turns 50 years old today. He did the keynote speech at not my graduation, but the graduation before me. How do you do? Did you, did you get to hear yeah, it? It was good. Yeah, I mean, they put it out on um, you know social media the day after, and he like sang a song with our acapella group, which actually was the acapella group that was featured in the office as well. Oh, okay. Um, so it, it was very cute. It had it had the proper amount of wisdom as well as funny jokes, which is what you want out of a you know commencement speech. It, you you want something that you remember, and clearly you remember that one. I I couldn't tell you who gave mine. I couldn't tell you what was it about. I I don't. I know John has told this the story about that. I, I wasn't 
I would. That was not a thing that with it was a thing. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? It 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 wasn't. I know that it is now, but that's not what it was. John had Carol Burnett give his command. Mm-hmm. I mean, what an amazing person to have. Did do you remember who gave yours? No, no, me neither. No, I do not remember. I do uh, a couple times in Silver Lake when I used to live there. I go to a Starbucks there a couple different times, just there in line. Ed Helms, Andy Bernard. Yeah, did you ever shout him up? No, I always felt. I don't like doing that, and and you know, I, as much as I would like to go up to him and say, "Hey, man, just want you to know, really love your work, hilarious in this role, hilarious in that role," I feel like they're probably told that so many different times. Now, they could easily, on the other side, be like, "If you came up and said that, that would be all good. I'd feel good about it, whatever the case is." But do yeah. you ever get here tired of hearing, "Hey, man, I like what you do"? Um. Absolutely not. Right. Here's the difference. I may get told that a no, couple no. of times a I, month. I he's told that probably thirty I, times a day. Totally different. Yeah. But the I, the hey man, you're Andy from the office. That would be like yeah, dude. I know. But yep. if if hey, I really think you're great. I think you're really funny. Just enjoy your day. I think that that never feels bad, yeah, right. right? Yeah. Rain Wilson shared this kind of sweet interaction he had. So he was on a flight. I'm. Um, it was in like Portland area. And one of his attendants, right before he got off the flight, she had written on a piece of, like, uh, napkin, said, hey, like, really love what you did in the office, got me through tough times, put that on a napkin and just, like, gave it to him before he got off the flight. And I think that is a space where you can give whomever you're trying to approach some space, and then they can come up and talk to you afterwards if if they wanted to. And another cool thing from the office, I listen to the Office Latest podcast um, every week, and they have these people that had... extremely small roles like very very small roles so they had um they talked about the open that was the asian gym open where they replaced gym that's randall park right yeah it's randall park yeah he wasn't huge then i mean in terms of like he's much better known now than he was when he was cast in that role in the office but people call him asian gym still today (laughs) and will shout that and he forgot that he was on the show for a second because it was he literally was in and out in one hour and so it's so funny how the office is so indelible, and even those like small roles, people are like, "That's the thing I get recognized for the most." That's that would be the best thing, right? Mm-hmm. To actually have a thing because he's gone on to have success in his own right, yeah, yeah. and, and he's a vote. very successful yeah. actor. And and but to be known as he, to your point, he's on that show. It can't be a minute long. It can't be. It's it, yeah. It's it, max a minute. It's an open. It'd probably be thirty seconds where he's actually there's. I know there's the picture and all, but. To be known for that, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. That's awesome. I, I I would like that a great deal. Happy birthday to Sean McVay, who's still not 40 years old yet. 37, 38? <laughs> he, I think he's 38. He's 38, yeah. He's, he's no longer the youngest coach in the NFL. Some Somebody has yeah, usurped right. him. Gerard Mayo. Ger- Gerard yeah, right. Mayo Patriots. is now the youngest coach in the NFL. Uh, he'll be going into his eighth season with the Rams next year. And Gerard Mayo is only like a month or two younger. I know. That, that is both – the 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 best thing the Rams have ever done, and the luckiest thing that the Rams have gonna, ever done. I was going to say, in, in, you've been a part of the Rams broadcast now since they since they moved. Have you been a part of the Rams broadcast since they moved back? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They hire Sean McVay. Do you remember? I do vividly. And and what what was your? I can tell you. I I, I may have, anyway. I tell my stories all the time. They hired him. Uh-huh. I knew the name, but I didn't know anything about him. So at the time, I was working with Kirk, and Eric Davis was also part of the, oh, I, the, the, the pregame told show. told the story. Yeah, I do And, and yep. I texted both of them and saying, what do I know about – do, do I like think? this? Yeah. What do you think about this? They both gave me the same answer, but in different ways. But it was basically, he's going to be a head coach in this league. He's going to be really good. The question is, by the time he's ready for it, is sure. he even available? So you got to go now. That if you're going to hire him, you may have to do it now because by the time you know he's a good coach, everybody's going to know he's a good coach. So you got to go early, and it may be too early. Wasn't too early. That's the best way to put it, too. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 we think this guy is going to be good, but here's going to be the question mark. Come on. Is he ready to be the head coach? Is he ready to come in and he's in a good division? He's in Los Angeles. You're trying to change the brand and bring it back and kind of get people excited again. You know what helped? Yeah. That the Rams were bad. That they just finished a four and twelve season. That Jeff Fisher, while everybody likes Jeff Fisher, the dude, like he's yeah. a super likable guy, easy to hang out with, and all these stuff. Mm-hmm. Jeff Fisher's football teams were bad, boring, 
and completely without uh, any sort of substance. He was at taking all. over for the right. It was the most benign, anonymous group. Yeah. Everybody thought Jared Goff was a bum. Everybody thought that the Rams were a bad team. Mm-hmm. They weren't. They, they turned out to be. They won eleven games the next year. They were fantastic the very next year, and that's when it's okay. Remember the whole Sean McVay broke the NFL thing. Mm-hmm. They, what are we going to do? Well, they, they adjusted, and now McVay has adjusted back, and he's just a little bit ahead of everybody. What an old timer! Right, thirty-eight years old. Thirty-eight, thirty-eight. Happy birthday to our one and only Tommy Lamb. Yeah, T Lamb. Yeah, do we? I mean, the big five-zero. It's a big one. Let's go. That is a very, very big one. So, congratulations, to Tommy, Chairman of the Fun and Games Department, General Sales Manager. Yep. Uh, Tommy, I've played golf Generally with uh, awesome a million guy. times. Tommy's the best. Good dude. Tommy's the best. So, happy birthday to Tommy as well. Kristen Shaw, who if uh, you know her work, you know her work. She's got one of the more distinguished. Uh, a recognizable, perhaps, <laughs> maybe not distinguished, but recognizable female yes. VO actors she's in, working. She's in Bob's Burgers. She was also Hazel in Thirty Rock, what if you remember. Yeah, that. yeah, she what was we do great. In the Shadow. She's great in that. Um, she plays a lot. She plays. She's also in like The Last Man on Earth. She plays like a good bad guy. She's like, like a bad, funny woman, which yeah. you really don't see that often. And I love Kristen Schaal. Right, I'm going to throw this one to you guys because. Uh, Everyone else in here is not old enough to remember this other than the three of us. You guys remember the Apple computer Super Bowl commercial where the lady runs in and throws the hammer through the screen? Yeah. The Ridley oh, Scott. Oh, yeah, the famous, famous yeah. one. I used to yeah. live next door to Ridley Scott. Oh, did you really? Yeah, in the Hollywood Hills. That commercial debuted today, 1984. 1984. Yeah, one of the most impactful uh, commercials, I think, of all time. Yep. And the thing is, it continued to live after that. We still, there's sort of like a... There's a famous ad, John, you'll remember this, from the 60s when Lyndon B. Johnson, was it Johnson running against Goldwater? Yeah. And they ran the Daisy ad. Yep. Uh, you know which one I'm talking about? I, it was in my history classes. Picking yeah. the daisies, one, two, three, was and then there's like a atomic nuclear bomb, bomb atomic yeah. bomb. It, it had that sort of impact because this was really the birth of Apple. This is when Apple really turned into a powerhouse. You know what? It was kind of the birth of the Super Bowl commercial, too. Oh, yeah. That it was yeah. the big production. They hired Ridley Scott to yep. shoot a commercial for the Super Bowl. Like There were some other iconic ones, but this is the one that made them very cinematic. Yes, yes. If you guys had, uh, let's say you had $5 million to spend, you ran a, a, a marketing at a company, would you spread it out over the whole year or just use it on one 60-second Super Bowl commercial? I'd spread it out. See? Okay. If the brand is not very well known, yeah, I think I'm shooting for the Super Bowl. I'm with you. See, yeah. I think it comes down to the quality of the ad, right? Right. Um, so, it, just a, a throwaway ad doesn't. It, you're not getting your bang. So but if it's something that lives, because think what, elsewhere. What, what about this? I there was an ad a couple of years ago where a monkey starts banging cymbals together, mm-hmm. and for like 25 seconds, the monkey is just banging cymbals together, and a graphic comes up and says. We just wasted $3 million on yeah. monkey banging symbols. You want to get it back? E-Trade. I th- See, that is a yeah, throwaway, but it, I remembered that, it. That you remember who the sure. spot was for? Yeah. Because how many Super Bowl commercials are oh, there the in the Super Bowl? the car ads all there's, there's probably, yeah. there's probably 30. Yeah, right? I, have no Give or take. Car, I have no idea what insurance. If I, I one no, cuts you know, through, yeah. right. you nail it, but you got to be damn sure yours is the one that cuts but through. But I mean, that's an absurd idea. I would love to have been in that meeting where somebody goes, I got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got a monkey. He bangs symbols together for 25 seconds, and then we say, we just wasted money. E-Trade. But, and, and they went for but it. But totally <laughs> talked about, right? You right. still remember it. So unbelievably effective ad. one Super yeah. Bowl ad, but it's got to be effective. It's got to be memorable. You got to nail the ad. Was the Mean Joe Green, here have a Coke kid, one, was that a Super Bowl? Was it a Coke I think or a it, Lifesaver? I can't remember. It was, it was Coke. Coke. Yeah. And he throws him his jersey. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Mean Joe, that I, one. <laughs> I can't remember if that was... I think it was a, a Super Bowl. Sure was, I probably was because Joe Green was in the Super Bowl every year. <laughs> Why do I think it was a lifesaver? I don't know. Does any does anybody else remember that as being a lifesaver? No, I know it's, it's have Coca-Cola. a Coke and a it smile. Yeah. And he uh, throws him his jersey. Mayo is milk. <laughs> oh yes, exactly. There you go. Exactly. I believe there is uh, mayo in. Li- there is milk in lifesaver. Yes. yes. Yeah. The, yes. The, the only white. the only the clear the ones. Only the yeah. yes. Let's do a little super cross talk. So we're going to Olive Garden. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's nice. next. That's next. Yeah, that's Which next. Uh, city? Uh, M. Westwood? In uh, Midtown. 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 Nice. Midtown. I have an Olive Garden right next to where I live. How often do you go? 
I don't go very often, but my son goes at least once a week. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're he familiar. Lo- he, loves, he loves Olive Garden. Okay. Yeah. Everybody's mom loves Olive Garden because <laughs> yep. they've got the uh, soup and the salad. Zuppa and the di Italiano. Exactly. You get all that stuff. And I think I told this story one time. My mom just opened her purse and put a bunch of breadsticks in it and walked out the restaurant. Can well, I have an extra I'm bag not, of breadsticks? <laughs> uh, there I'm, not op- I'm not overly against that. Like I, really? I, yeah, I kind of get the, that's a very it's not a very I won't do it. Move. I won't do it. But my mom, uh, same thing, right? You yep. go to a restaurant, and let's say you don't eat all the bread that's there. Sure. My mom's saying to herself, "Well, we paid for it, so why wouldn't I be taking but, it?" But my, she, Michael takes it every time. But what yeah. she the did, bread? He takes everything. What yeah. she does did was she <laughs> asked does. for more breadsticks. <laughs> And then just put all of them. She in her ordered purse. breadsticks to go. To go, essentially. <laughs> yes. I've done it before. Have you? Yes, I have. It's it's a move. It is a move. It is a move. When you say he takes everything, everything. get specific. Uh, Does he take the the ketchup? The ketchup. The, right, the, the, ketchup. The, oh, the, the, the sugar packets. You don't know the you don't know the ketchup story. I know. I know he brings his own. Correct. Yeah. But if so it, he doesn't need to take that. <laughs> but the other night, no, I got, I'll swear to God on this story. The food in the media room looked decent, but it's media room food. Yeah. Uh-huh. Michael filled up three containers of it and took it home with him. <laughs> and his th- his theory is that since he doesn't eat while he's there, uh-huh. he's really not doing anything wrong. Right. I, okay, I'm that not against is, him. That this is his meal, and he doesn't like to eat before games, because okay. he's going to be running to the bathroom every five minutes sure. during the game. Yep. Sure. So he packs it up. He has a secret refrigerator someplace. Yeah, we don't know where the secret a. fridge B. is. A.B. Jackson, the guy who runs the, the, the now kneecapped press room, um, will not let Michael store his items in the refrigerator, so yeah. Michael has befriended someone <laughs> with oh, the refrigerator the crypto crypto that has their own fridge. On the kitchen staff. Yeah. Okay, but okay, Slee, you say you're okay with it. Here, I want to try to say why this is not can, okay. Can I, can I say the only reason why I'm okay with it is because of what John just said. He wants to eat. He just does not eat before games. Okay, that's right. fine. So he's having that I don't have meal. a problem with that. And by the way, people know this about him, so now they bring food to our broadcast right. position. <laughs> and mostly, <laughs> mostly candy and bags of chips, but Michael takes it all. And as recently as yesterday, in honor of his birthday next week, uh, they brought Pizza Hut in. Okay. And so everybody's like all excited, Pizza Hut. They had a big bucket of wings bucket in, of wings, a pizza, about a medium-sized pizza. One of those cookies baked big. in the pan. Oh, those are good. Like yep. about the size of Hard a, to get cooked of a, a took it all. batting helmet. You know how much the rest of the team got? Not a zero no, because no, Michael matter. was bringing it home for dinner. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Michael said, "You can look, but you can't touch." <laughs> and he packed it all up. Okay, refrigerated but, it at crypto. I want to get and then spe- drove it home. <laughs> I want to get specific here. That was Michael's birthday present yesterday. Well, the people at Pizza Hut heard it was his birthday. Okay. It was his last one of his last shows before we okay. leave. So oh, if yeah, that is a birthday gift to Michael and he does not want to share, he's allowed to take that home. Right. It's his pizza. It's his giant cookie. That's fine. Not a big problem with it. Taking a meal from the media center because hey, I don't want to eat before the game. I'm I, I will eat this, but I'm going to eat it later. Is fine. Packing your fridge full of extra meals is not okay. They're there to feed you that night. If you want to eat it now. During, after, mm-hmm. fine. But if you've, John, to your he's point, for three if days. he's stacked up three different meals, I'll eat the pizza two of those are out of bounds. Right. <laughs> well, he has, he, Michael has very specific guidelines when he eats. For example, his actual birthday is Tuesday. We have a game in Atlanta. So we're all going out Wednesday in Boston okay. for Michael's birthday, and I'm kind of coordinating the dinner. Now, if you do a dinner for Michael, if you do a dinner for anybody else, you can go wherever you want. But Michael, he will only go... Team hotel? If it's in the hotel, <laughs> okay, regardless of if the restaurant's any good or not, he'll only go if it's in the hotel and if you eat at 6 or earlier. <laughs> if you if you violate one of those two rules, he's out. Yeah. And he, <laughs> will, dig it. he will happily take his headphones and his iPad, oh, go yeah. down to the restaurant by oh, himself yeah. at 5 o'clock, eat by himself, and be completely happy. <laughs> but because it's birthday, and he he's the most generous guy in our group. Like, mm-hmm. if we all go out to dinner, Michael, you, you can't get the check away from him. He picks up the tab. We've like, we have to twist his arm to get us to give him money. Yeah. Stu, he feels like Stu got him his job. And so if Stu's there, Michael has a rule, Stu never pays. And he just, like, and Michael invites, he's like the Pied Piper. He invites the flight attendants, and he invites, you know, other <laughs> okay. people. And But you have to, if it's Michael's dinner, and if he's coordinating it, you have to live by those two rules. Fair. It will be in the hotel, 
some some restaurant that is inside the hotel, and it will be at six o'clock or earlier. If not, you're out. <laughs> Or he's out. You're like right. if you say we got to go at seven. No, yep. I'm out. Enjoy. Have but a nice night. But he won't pay for Doug Man's pies. <laughs> yeah, right. No, he did. <laughs> he did pay for Doug's pies because Doug made him pay. He still complained about it yesterday. Well, he just does that to get on Doug. Know, What's the reception? So you're talking about the Michael's birthday. You're going to do his birthday reception in Wednesday in Boston. Boston. Yeah, it's Boston. Right. The Laker broadcast team is coming in. Yeah, they he, happy to see you. Oh, Michael just eats it up. Okay. Yeah. Because Michael was Showtime Lakers. Yeah, the, he'll, the, he'll walk, the he'll, he'll walk the through rivalry. the hotel and somebody will go, you Michael Thompson? He's, yeah, don't boo me. <laughs> <laughs> they love him. Yeah. He's I, easy to love. Trying yeah. to find him, a place in way, Boston, though. So the guy who has his job for the Celtics is Cedric Cornbread Maxwell. Sure. Yep. Uh, and Sean Grandy, who has my job, is is very much like me. He's like, he, he, he flies by the seat of his pants. He has a lot of fun. He doesn't take himself too seriously. So those two go on each other's pregame show. Slee has, has tried to police this when he's hosting. Cornbread Maxwell came when I was doing pregame. He hijacked he hijacked it, out. and it was and nice. Michael he had a 10-minute break. Michael and him will go toe-to-toe for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. and neither one will back down. It, it is the funny <laughs> – the, 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 the last show you did on Christmas – Max comes over and Michael goes, see, I told you we were going to get an 18th banner before you. Look at that. And, 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 and Max is like demolishing the banner he, he's the entire like, time. He's like, I can't believe you even hung that thing. That he sees a banner and Michael's like, you ain't got one. Slee, were you arguing with corn with cornbread? You're like, I'm with you. Do you slide over to his side of the table? Michael knows my stance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michael's very well it my stance. It was very funny. Yeah. I'm looking at the TVs here in the studio, and they're talking about guys that got into the Hall of Fame. Guys, yeah. that oh, I have, a cool, okay, I have a question. I have a question. Since all you guys like baseball, yeah. the the number that jumped out at me yesterday, a Rod who has 700 home runs, it's like 30, 34 percent. He's yeah. just never getting in. Is he? No, he's never. Doesn't in. look like it. No, you cheat. For, out. For, do yeah. people, no, but but do other you guys not think yeah. people who cheated are in. That's like David Ortiz was rumored to be cheating his whole career, but it's and only he's a in. Rumor. There's no. Again, you just. This this rumor thing is totally unfair. Wait if, a if somebody tested positive, I understand. Like A Rod tested positive and actually acknowledged that he took steroid or bole as he called it. Yeah. Um. So th- to me, that's a different scenario. Barry Bonds, we know from Balco, cheated. It's all kind of the same to me. Meaning that I, I that entire era was ridiculous. You'd rather right. have them they, in than not in. They, if you don't think there are people in there who are on steroids, you're being naive. A hundred percent, and I don't care what he took, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, and Alex Rodriguez are three of the greatest players that have ever played this game. Right. Full stop. They're not getting in, right. and th- they are. And and to keep them out, to me, seems silly, because we're, we're, well, we're, we're purposely was, ignoring it. With time, I thought everybody would kind of ease up and some of these guys would get in. But if A-Rod's only getting – you need 75% to get yeah, in. He's Do, never getting there. He was in the 30s, I think. 34. But, 34. but it, it's yeah. one of those things like, okay, Alex Rodriguez and Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are not and Scott Rowland is. Right. Like, what are we talking about Scott here? Rowland is the huge mistake for the Hall of Fame. He's like, the I most can, recent huge mistake. Case, he's not the only I one. I can make a case for Joe Maurer. Right, batted three hundred. Well, MVP, catcher too. And, uh, catcher, it's very hard. It's World very. Series. You can count the amount of great hitting catchers on two I, hands. I understand that. Maybe one hand. My my threshold for the Hall of Fame is if you have to make a case for it, we're not. Nobody has to make a case for Johnny Bench. Nobody has to make okay. a case for Mike Piazza. I'm trying to think They're in of. But uh, aren't there certain benchmarks? Like for example, Adrian uh, Beltre, three thousand hits. Yeah. yeah. But um, but wait a minute. I'm trying to think of off the top of my head. Catchers who were huge offensive weapons. Bench, Piazza, Yogi Berra. Pudge. Pudge oh, was yeah. not great was offensively. Posey he was pretty good. Posey, Posey's Posey. a good one. He was insane Posey. defensively. Yeah. Posey. Yeah. That's only five. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's not more a lot if, if we if we dug around. There's not so, a lot. But so what I don't like, John, is the well. He's the best guy that's not in. He has the most X. He's the most RBIs ever in. You know who gets in under that rule? Everybody, because there's always the next guy. Right, that if if well, hundred gets you in. Well, he has ninety nine. He's the okay ninety nine. Why does ninety eight enter under well, that rule? The, then seven. It's just it it's doesn't make any most, sense to me. It's the most political Hall of Fame that there is. Mm. In other words, Kirby Puckett's in. Look at his numbers. Mm-hmm. Eh, Three thousand hits. Mace, you okay. could change. You could I change. Think, I think everybody that didn't cheat that has 3,000 hits has okay, gone. Okay, wait, that. wait, wait, real quick, Mace. You could change the rules today. Yeah. 
You're still not allowing Barry Bonds, Correct. Alex Rodriguez, Roger Clemens. Although Clemens-y I, not I will him say in. this here, I think it's a Democratic vote of baseball writers. If they are determining, nobody's saying he's banned. Barry Bonds isn't banned. A Rod isn't banned. Clemens isn't banned. The voters just aren't voting for him. It's a Democratic process, right? But here's what's wrong with that: they're basically banned. Take a look at Kurt Schilling's numbers. In. Kurt Schilling's not in because he's a right-wing whack job. Yeah, and people hate his guts. Right. But, but he still should be in. Ty Cobb, nobody liked, and he was like one of the first people to get in ever. <laughs> Schilling yeah. has MVP numbers, particularly in the as Hall of Fame Sh- numbers, particularly in the postseason. And yes, he's an a-hole uh, and a weirdo so and all ways, that stuff, but belongs in. Two, two ways to get in. Two, yeah, two ways to get in to, to most Hall of Fames. Statistical Dominance, yep. like you were so Dan Fouts, you were so much better mm-hmm. than everybody else you played against in the regular season. Play that forever. we have to let you in, or you're or liked. You're Derek Jeter. Yeah. You're you're like played in the postseason your whole career and excelled. Schilling has both. I know, and he's not in. You need to be somewhat decent with the media, right? A, a little bit. You don't have to be great, but if you are incredibly difficult, like Schilling. If you're incredibly difficult, like some others, they're either going to make you wait. That's a bad reason. Of course it is. And and here's the funny thing: Do you guys not remember that for about seven, eight years, Kurt Schilling worked at ESPN and was great? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when he started taking all these extreme positions, and you know. They they just said, well, he's too crazy to give a platform to. And they're wrong. The voters are wrong on this. They're wrong about a lot of it. We shouldn't be talking about who gets in. We should be talking about who we're kicking out. There's too many guys in there right now. You want to start booting guys? Yeah. It should be. Helton. No, Roland. Actually, Helton, you can make a case for it. Roland, there's no case for it. You could take 10% of them out, and I wouldn't care. There's a lot of those guys that are in there. Super Crosstalks brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. See you tomorrow.